Welcome in to uh, the second edition of the Garden Set and regular se- regular season edition of the Garden Report with uh, look what I've got. I've got a little Bobby Manning action in a suit at the Garden. I got Josue Pavone at the Garden. Soon we're going to have Sherrod Blakely at the Garden. And wow. I'm running. I'm running with you guys versus the team we saw on the floor. I like, I like, I like this team. Uh, that looks comfortable though. That looks nice. Man. Oh, it's so nice. I was <laughs> third quarter was third quarter was very close to nap time. I'll tell you. Yeah, guys. I was gonna say, did you fade? Did you doze off for a bit? I I wanted. I didn't want to be part of this anymore, and I'm sure a lot of other people didn't either. Um, so I'll I'll so defer can we to, just can we just it's ugly for a lot thinking? of ways. I'll defer to you guys. Uh, go ahead. Overreactions go. Well, what everybody's thinking right now in the chat, in the stands, all over the place, this is the exact same Celtics you saw as last year. Like but they were worse. thin. Yeah. yeah it, it, it was worse. <laughs> yeah. The matchups were worse, as we'll get into, especially with this opponent here. But. The way they managed runs, the way they dealt with officials, which is something I'm really going to dig into tonight, and when they just drew a little bit of momentum and a play went the other way, they would just fade. And they faded more and more and more until – and it got to then it got to 20 at that point by the end of the third quarter. So it's just so reminiscent of last year. It was but, almost shocking but, to watch, especially but, with the booze raining yeah. from the crowd. Rep- Reminiscent yeah. in style, but older and slower and less less athletic. I mean, yeah. this is a this is this that's what stuck out to me too. The the Toronto looked like they were a class above athletically speaking than the Celtics. The Celtics were just stuck. And they're in very mud. athletic. They are. And they yeah. are. They're long. They're athletic. And you know, teams like that can give the Celtics problems. But that's what stuck out to me here was Celtics were getting eaten up every time they tried to go anywhere. They were letting people just kind of run through the lane. Obviously, the second chance points, the offensive rebounds. It just looked like they didn't belong on the floor. And I'm not doing the tired excuse thing. I'm not allowing that because no. the Knicks played. It's the second game There's of the no year. There's no tired. That yeah. It's the second game of the year. You had two fresh bodies here who didn't play on night one. The Knicks also played a double overtime game, and they went in there and freaking, you know, drilled at Orlando, which isn't, you know, they're not great by any means, but, like, I don't want to hear it. Everyone's playing two games in two nights, in three nights. Right. That's just the NBA, life of the yeah, NBA. Yeah, we can we can yeah. put that plus, to sleep right now. So I don't want to hear, guys- oh, they played a double overtime game to start the season. Yeah. I, that one, immediately throw that one out if anyone's going to try that. This was a, a, an alarming loss, Josue. That's the reason they got the day off, right? I mean, that's the reason he made games on that day off. And now they didn't want to talk about overtime. China. Yeah. Well, probably a little bit of that. But also, <laughs> I think, <laughs> it's a win-win for everyone involved, right? Don't just get a day talk off. about China. And that's just like, let's just get a day off, coach. All right? Let's get a day off. Did we just get but, pulled off the internet in China? <laughs> no, Don, I'm with you. I that's haven't the seen one thing That's, that's yeah. the one thing that stood out to me. I mean, throughout the course of the entire first half, I'm like, this team is quicker. They're more athletic. You know, the continuity just seemed like, you know, on the defensive end, right? And the Celtics just, they couldn't keep it together. I mean, to commit that many turnovers before halftime, to commit, what is it, 24 turnovers, which is, uh, I believe, is the most since 2014, which was Brad Stevens' first season with the Celtics. Like, that team. Live ball turnovers, too. Yeah, you see the points here. They were scoring on most of these. It was 
passes in the lane. Uh, one to Fred Van Fleet that went right to OG during the big first half run. And then yeah. to begin that fourth quarter, I know the Celtics were down 20, but again, Schroeder throwing right yeah. to our guy along the corner there. Brown doing the same thing. And Horford even just throwing it right into a crowd of Raptors. That's the one thing you can't do against this team. And they probably knew that coming in because this team's long at every position. They're almost like the Bucks, those early yeah. Bucks teams with Giannis, where they have you know, almost seven-foot wingspans across the board there. And they're just throwing passes right into guys' length wingspan there and that's what got the raptors going the raptors shot 35 percent in the first half they didn't do anything offensive that's what i was gonna in this say game. i was really gonna get into that i'm like you got you they're a terrible them. offense in the half they're court not, and you just handed them transition let, let, let's let's they're, let's hear this one by the way real quick this is email Do- I, I don't have the cl- i'm just gonna read it uh email doka and his presser a short while ago and this is not what you want on night two we didn't come with any energy or effort in the first half then added as later on in the quote, it was a point of emphasis at halftime to pick it up and fight harder, and it went the other way. So, I mean, we were talking I got, about I got another tu- one too. We're talking about tuning out Brad. They're tuning out Emei on night two. Oh my God! Go ahead, Josue. Uh, New York. This is a quote from from Emei. New York went and beat Orlando. It's no excuse on our part. So he did it that right away. Oh, yeah, bingo, right, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was just saying. Like, we don't want to hear yeah. that for sure. Right. So the double overtime thing, yeah, he's not trying to hear that at all. Right, but, I mean, already you got Ime saying we didn't try um, on, like, the day one, like, moment one, night two, at home, home opener. That is – that's depressing. That's a dead-ass well, team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. And that's the thing. This is exactly what we were talking about a couple of nights ago, where I don't want this team to, to get back into this habit where they revert to being their old selves in the second half, right? When things are down or when they're in panic mode to go the other way. But at least in this one, or, or no, excuse me, at least in New York, they didn't go into that mode until the fourth quarter. In this one, I felt like we started by halftime, you know? I want to ask you this, Josue. When they committed 12 turnovers, you know, going into the going into the halftime, and then they they resort to, to jacking up threes. You know, Josh Richardson, who was perfect, three for three, and then you have other guys just chucking. Them. As we as we try to find the root of that lack of energy, you know, looking back on this game and all that, I I point to something you talk about a lot, Josue. After 46 points against New York, what happens to Brown in this one? Comes out four shot attempts in the first half, completely boxed out of the offense, uninvolved. Falling on the perimeter as Tatum chases those mismatches and Smart jacks up shots and turns the ball over. And all of a sudden, Brown's third, maybe lower on that depth chart in favor of a guy like Josh Richardson coming in for three, uh, to shoot some threes. And, you know, uh, Al Horford getting some ball time. And Brown just looked lost out there in the offense early on in the second I half. I don't get that at Didn't all. Didn't do much to make up for it. He was taking bad shots in that second half. Yeah. Everything. I don't get it at all. And is that where the lack of energy comes from? Not getting your shots on offense and all of a sudden you're not doing what you need to do uh, within the flow of the offense. Because, you know, the defense wasn't bad tonight. We talked about how they held it down. They just didn't get back in transition. Um, It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. Um, because again, in the half many, court, it was fine. Too, right. Half court. Not, you're right. You're right. Half court was fine. Fine. Not outstanding. And transition was terrible, um, for sure. But uh, and then obviously all of the second chance stuff as well. Um, but it was oh, the rebounding was so bad. And is there anything more effort based on that? 
That's what I mean is like you look at effort stats, you know, turnovers is lack of focus, lack of effort, um, second chance points, offensive rebounding. Those are lack of effort. Those are, those are effort stats. They just got, you know, they got, they just got beat. They beat 50, 50 balls, every single ball that would get slapped at in the lane, you know, Toronto would come away with it. I mean, it wasn't even close. All of those effort energy stats, every single thing went Toronto's way. It was really bad. Um, and it was really bad. Emay's even. Do you know what takes team, extra energy? Team as well? deserved to get booed. Go ahead. What's wow. up this way? On game two, that's quite a quote. The team deserves no, to get say, booed. Um, another, another thing that stood out to me again from last year, same sort of pattern. You know, the effort on the other side, which is Toronto tonight, fifty-eight points in the paint. Yeah, like that's the kind of recipe where if you're the Celtics team and the offense is stagnant, like. You're giving yourself zero chance, right? And, and at the end of this one, you're going plus what, twenty-two or twenty-five turnovers? Like, there's no way you have a chance to even. You're not even giving yourself a chance to win this game. Yeah, it's strange. And can we get to the most frustrating part turnovers. of this early? The obsession over the calls, the officiating, the team just completely losing itself in that third quarter over a stupid offensive foul call. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? And. To look at Ime and his his culpability in this game, left Tatum in there to sulk and complain and stare down officials and sit in the backcourt for four possessions after that call. A yeah. crowd Bobby, of Celtics surrounded the official at half court. Ime's complaining. That's Whatever Bobby's happened the to the one, no complaining rule? Bobby, are you part of the bull gang? <laughs> I'm mute. <laughs> Hold on. Let me just see how bad this is. Yeah, you muted me. I was like, no, Bobby's the one next to all that noise. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so bad, Bobby. I just muted you. Holy yes. crap, is that bad? Um, I don't know what to do. I don't even know where to go. Rose. Garden Report is brought to you, as always, by our exclusive wagering partner, Bet Online. Go to betonline.ag. Use the code CLNS50 for a 50% welcome bonus on your initial deposit. Bet Online is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. A new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Once again, use the code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your initial deposit. From football to basketball, boxing, your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Once again, Bet Online, where the game starts. Use the code CLNS50 for 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. This is a tough one to like spend a lot of time on because what you want to do is flush it, see another game, hope that this was an aberration. Um, it is hard to not press a little bit of a panic meter, uh, you know, here. So where are you guys on, on the panic scale right now? After this, I, mean, I you know, this is, that, I, this team doesn't my, have a whole lot of, yeah, they don't, go have, ahead, they don't have a whole lot. Yeah. I was going to say, given that these guys don't have a whole lot of home games out of the gate, I'm a bit concerned that the, the sh in the short term, it, it could get uglier. You know, it could get ugly yeah. before it gets better. The, the stretch can make uh, it yeah, break that doesn't them early, well right? These guys, you know, not having those home games. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah. I'm pretty worried about Ime right now. Not because I don't think he's necessarily Already? doing a bad. I, 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 not because he's doing a bad job. Because as a new coach, 
um, whatever you need, it, you know, it, you need some success and you need buy-in. Um, and to have a team, what did we say? Look, we spent how much of last year? And I'm going to bring in Sherrod here too. Sherrod, we just started talking about email a little bit here. Um, and um, this is, we were just talking about our level of concern. And I want your thoughts here on the, uh, on the game uh, as well. But one of my levels of concern is uh, to, to lay down like this in Ime's second game, have him going out in the press conference right now and talking about lack of effort. We got punked. We deserve to get booed. I, I told these guys they needed to come out stronger in the second half, and they didn't. We spent all of last year all of last year saying the Celtics are quitting on Brad Stevens. They're not playing hard for him. And then they go out and they do the same exact thing on night two and your home opener to Ime Udoka is really concerning for me. It should be. I mean, this is certainly not, forget about the score. It's the, the actual level of impact and effort or lack of that, I should say, that we saw that's disturbing and concerning. And, and if you're Ime, you know, this is not what you bought into. This is not why you came here. Uh, and, and again, I, I think it comes back to leadership. Uh, it, it's been a big question mark with this team. Uh, the talent is not an issue. It's who's going to be galvanizing that talent. And they need to figure that out because this Toronto team is not that good. Uh, they're, they're just not. And they got their asses smashed by a team that's not that good at home in the first game of the season. Uh, lots of red flags this game. Really a lot of questions. Yeah. And and that's it. It's it's the and I'm and I, I don't want people in the mistake to uh, in the chat to mistake it. I'm not saying, oh my God, fire Ime. He's the wrong guy for the job. I'm saying the fact that they came out here and and played this poorly and put in such a bad effort, su such lack of focus, and did all of the things they didn't want to do, which is we're sloppy, not taking care of the ball, complaining a little bit to the refs there, as we saw in that third quarter. And a question, Sherrod, break a tie here because we're not exactly sure. Do you think Smart? Uh, do you think Tatum got put on the bench for a little bit of time for um, for uh, getting upset about a call or that was part of a regular rotation there? It, it felt like it was part of the regular rotation because I okay. thought he was, I thought he was in there his normal stint and that was pretty close to about the time that that's what we, I thought but it wasn't clear at the time so I was curious if like you guys in the arena saw anything happen him come off a body language them them talk it look, anything looked like it or it was just a regular sub out. No, it was. I, I thought it was a regular sub. But I do know at one point, though, when he was coming off the floor during a timeout, he was trying to have a conversation with one of the officials, and Emi was just like, "No, come here, come over here." Uh, so, again, this team, they, this is not the way this thing's supposed to start. Uh, forget right. about the record; it's the way they're playing. That's the disturbing thing, not the record. Yeah, that's that's what I think too. You can, and you know what? What did we say about game one? Okay, a little bit of the same in terms of habits, in terms of you know falling into some of your patterns with the style of basketball, but the effort seemed pretty good um, in game one. I felt like it, I, that you can't say the same thing in game two. No, this was a step back oh, without question in, in terms of effort. I mean, they they were better in New York. There's no doubt about that. Um, but Toronto is, is they're one of those teams that presents a lot of different challenges because of their length. They're one of the longer teams that they'll face. But you still have to find a way to get over that. I mean, you're, you, this is a game they should have won. And they, they know that. Effort was a big part of why they got, they got smashed. The rookie brought to them, Sherrod. You had oh a guy God. like Scotty Barnes going after them yeah. in transition. Lit him up. And you know, his shots. 
Six Look. and nine start. This is a guy who can't even shoot, who's just getting to his spots and confidently attacking this defense. And guys like him set a physical tone in this game. Precious Achua certainly, too, with the runouts. I mean, no one was trying to c- compete with him on the break. No, Scotty and- Barnes, look, Scotty Barnes came out here thinking he was Scotty Pippen, the way he yeah. was just absolutely having his way, getting to his spots, <laughs> finishing at the rim, playing as if the Celtics were just another team that he could easily do anything and everything with. And that's just that that should not happen. No rookie, yeah. let alone a Scotty Barnes, rookie, as you pointed out, Bobby, not a very good shooter, should come in and play with that kind of confidence, that kind of swag. Yeah. And back it all up. Back yeah. everything he yeah. Yeah, Oh my God, he's, he did. he's woofing, you know, and throwing yeah, it down. Right. In the crowd. I mean, taking it down the lane up. and just, oh my God, yeah. is that embarrassing. Uh, here's a clip from e calling out. I think out that's the, the part that yeah, I, I said that, that to the group. Out there. That's his ugly as it could get um one thing i can't stand as coaches to get punked out there and i felt they basically come out came out and punked us outplayed us played harder than us all the things we talked about so you know you don't want to overreact and panic and we're going to stay together and keep our head up but i said use these boos as motivation uh you deserved it the way we played and us coaches didn't prepare them as well as we should have understanding who toronto is doesn't matter who they have on their team on the roster they're going to play with the same intensity and we didn't match it so Take it in, feel, use it for feel, use it for motivation, and come back uh, ready for Houston in a few days. Okay. Uh, I like the accountability there. He says don't panic. Sherrod, are you panicked? No, I'm, I'm not panicked. I mean, I'm concerned. I'm very concerned. But this, it's for, one thing, it's too damn early in the season to panic. I mean, there's just way too much, too much runway left in the season to worry about that but i am concerned that we're two games into the season and we're already having a conversation about effort uh, that should not happen i don't care if you play a quadruple overtime game tonight and then have to play 10 minutes later effort should not be uh, the talking point and it is there's no getting around that yeah all right let's go let's let, let's go let's look at some individual efforts because collectively it was overall bad um and i think somebody who we're going to put in the crosshairs i think and Fairly, you know, justifiably so, uh, is uh, Marcus Smart again? Um, I think off, off, of, uh, you know, a so-so performance in the first game or a very inconsistent one. This was a total freaking dud. Yeah, yeah, it was. Especially uh, when he started going with the with the turnovers. I feel like I feel like he was unsure of himself at times in transition, especially with that. I used to think, or at least tonight, it wasn't the case. But normally, uh, he's pretty comfortable in that situation in terms of just moving the ball and you know whether it means attacking the rim. And I, I saw him doing a little bit of that in the beginning. A little. But then it just, it just got sloppy, you know? And it's – it's okay, like, we know this new role is not the same, right, compared to the guy he's been asked to be his entire career. So, I mean, I'm not – Yeah, 5 for 20 to start this year. Uh, no shots think I think Joe Sway puts Brockton Wi-Fi in his pocket and just walks around with it. Like, totally does. You guys are, you guys totally are all – you guys are in the We're same – We're melting down. You're in the same friggin' building. <laughs> it's Joe Sway. It is absolutely him. Uh, but, but listen, just to pick, pick up where he was talking about, about Smart, I mean, I understand that he's in a different role, but that's that to me, it's irrelevant. Your role is what it is. You'd be the best version of it's that. to be a good basketball and, player. Yeah, that's what it always comes back to. Just be good in the role that you're given to play and, and let the chips fall where they may. And he wasn't. He wasn't good at all. 
Yeah, and if he's going to be a creator, he's got to find ways to score within the arc. It's it's nothing's coming from within the three point arc for him right now. He's just that launcher, that chucker behind the three point line. Which when he was in wing rolls alongside other point guards, you could stomach to some degree because that's where he's going to find his shots off those guys. Now he has to create and leverage space on the floor and opportunities for others with driving kicks and stuff. And you saw him do a little bit of it. A little bit. But overall, he just commanded the floor like we've seen him do in the past. I was so excited to see him just embrace this role that he has right now. And you saw that shot on the right wing, I'm sure, Sherrod. The deep three where the crowd just kind of went, like one boo let out. I heard one boo, but mostly it was just, and the approach so far from him has been a big reason I feel they're so disconnected. They need someone to orchestrate the floor right now to be in full control of what they're doing on offense. Yeah, like what are they doing him, on offense? There's nobody. What are you? What is the offense right now? What are they? What fast is, break? What are, it's all they got. It's all, fast yeah. break is all they have right now. What I mean, what is going on in the half court? Because they're getting. Because I mean, they're getting great shots in the in half court. I mean, I, I think Eme uh, said before the game he talked about just the, the number of open looks that Tatum had in the real crapper that he had in New York. And you, you think the law averages will, will even out to where Tatum's going to make most of those shots because he's that good. But Jalen, you know, it was as if him and, and uh, Jason, and, and they had like a body swap uh, in this game where, you know, Tatum was the one that really kind of had a nice flow, nice rhythm early on. And then I thought they kind of went away from him and, and Jalen could never really get into yet- any kind of. I know I see people getting into the coach in the comments, and I do think it's justified because you've seen two miscalculations from him in terms of game plans. Uh, switching everything against Randall was an absolute Playing disaster. Playing really in small the in this game was a disaster. Going small, but also trying to attack mismatches so directly the way they did. I know Tatum had great success against Van Fleet early, but that's a guy who's strong, who holds his own. You can't push him inside. So Tatum was taking a lot of shots over him, and he was hitting them early, and that went away later in the game. And there's other guys who you can attack off switches on that Toronto team because they're strong, they're long, they're active on defense. This Toronto team, I think they're going to be one of the worst offenses in the league, but they're going to be one of the best defenses in the league. And it's almost like the Celtics came in expecting to score against them with ease because they're smaller. They don't have seven-footers. They don't have a true uh, rim protector. But all of those guys can step on the perimeter and disrupt plays and pressures did it uh even the smaller guys did it but especially scotty well, barnes and og i mean and you do have to talk about i know the starters are going to get get the freight here because you expect them to have a better overall effort the celtics bench was atrocious i mean you had a good episode a good effort i thought from richardson um mm-hmm. that's it yeah that's it. I mean, I, I I can't. I mean, he was the the one bright spot. He did the one thing that he's been challenged to do a better job of, and that's knock down shots. And he did that. Um, I, I thought Dennis was was not good at all. Uh, I I thought you know my guy Romeo. I'm still going to keep my Romeo stock. Romeo was Romeo stock, but this was not one of his better uh, sloppy with the ball. He looked yeah. like you know he put oh, it on he the fumbled ground. those two passes underneath. The Celtics were just careless and with ball control here. And Another Pena, thing and from last year. Bobby, we got to point out Peyton Pritchard. Um, 16 minutes minus 30 in this game. Um, yeah. this was is a- it the mask? I, you know, I mean, no, look, this no, is bad, do that. It's, it's not the bad, mask. Bad matchup for him with the, uh, with the, uh, with the team. With no, his defense is undermining him. And that's what I said. That's the, the only way is killing him. They're going to yeah. be able to get him on the floor is if they can protect him defensively. A team right with now, this they're not enough on that boy. No. Toronto, I mean, I give Toronto credit. They, when he, when Peyton was out there, they were patient enough 
to get that matchup where around the basket where he, there was nothing he could do. There's just, I mean, he's six foot maybe, and you've got Scotty Barnes, or you've got OG, or you've got a much bigger, more physical, imposing presence that you got switched out on. There's nothing you can do about that. So yeah. I'm not panicking either, like Sherrod, but there are just so many concerning red flags. Red right flags. Now. Yeah, a lot, a lot of them. Yeah. I, I just all the complaining in this game was a huge visual for me uh, throughout preseason and even these two games. The staring at each other, you know, arm pointing. Where are you on this defensive assignment? Where are you? Blah blah blah. Offensive sets getting lost where the coach can't communicate through Brown to Smart on the right. other side. The communication looks like it's a bit jumbled and scrambled right now, when guys well, are in the I mean, wrong spots and they're so, getting lost. It's so much more important when you're switching everything to communicate. Uh, because you you literally have to be on a string, and if that string is is frayed already, it's gonna snap and break, and your defense is gonna have breakdowns like we've seen in these first couple of games. Which is why I, I me personally, I prefer guard your yard. If you've got a manager supposed to defend, you stick with him. Uh, the whole switching, I, I've always thought switching allows your defense to not be all that it can be, because you know that if if a guy sets a screen and you lose the man you're attached to, there's someone who's supposed to bail you out. But uh-uh. I Joe think Sway it's said, easy to switch uh, when Joe you know Sway that said, that's part of your plan. Joe Sway said this before uh, he left and you came on, and I, I do think it's an interesting factor here as they try to work through this is how much they're going to be on the road to start this year. I, I think it's 7 to 13 or something like that on the road, or maybe mm-hmm. 7 out of 10, I believe it is. They're not going to be home much. They're going to be on the road together a lot, and that's – one of those kind of things that can make or break your chemistry-wise because I feel like there's there's gaps between certain guys on the floor right now, and they just need to become more connected as a team right now. Especially, I see Smart and Schroeder. Those are two guys, I think, on the defensive end that are really trying to find themselves. And Schroeder said in preseason, he's never had a switch this much in his career, and it's been a struggle for him early on. And oh, you Smart's can getting very frustrated with that. Yeah, you can, you can absolutely tell. I mean, uh, to me, the teams are looking at film and watching, okay, if we just swing the ball, we're going to get a great shot at the rim. We just need to be patient. Uh, and that's what we've seen the first couple of games. Uh, you look at the points in the paint, they are getting their asses killed in points in the paint. And it's not guys just taking up camp, scoring at the rim. It's just ball movement, and the ball eventually finds itself within the paint, and they're finishing. That's all and why is the rebounding so bad against a team like this? You have height, you have size inside. There was just no boxing out. There was no clear outs. There was no position. Who boxes out, Bobby? Jeez. Well, you got again. What are we in high school? They gave up 15 offensive rebounds in the first half. We just keep letting it bounce back to them. I mean, there was just no adjustment, no punch back. You'd see six points in a burst, maybe, and then it would just go back the other way. And I thought the play that showed that most was when Rob blocked. Fred Van Fleet at the three-point line there. It bounced right back to Van Fleet, and he just hit a three right next to him. And that's pretty much how this game went. Again, it's not like some of these points in a 32-point loss go on to the next night. They're playing a pretty young, inexperienced Rockets team, and I don't think the schedule is extremely hard in the early going here. But, again, they got back-to-back with the Wizards. The Wizards are a team that's going to light you up if you're not positioned defensively. I mean, this is the same Wizards team that just lit Toronto up in the opener. Indiana early on, I think, too. I mean, there's, well, that's the there's thing. There's not it's many like, easy games in the East this year. That's the whole point is there's not enough talent on this roster to lay down. And that was the case last year, and that's why something like this is is uh, is a concern. And you know what uh, sticks out to me, too? In a game like this stylistically where maybe they're a little too big at the four and the five to match up with a wing-heavy team and 
Toronto-style dictates the pace of this game more than Boston's. The Celtics don't have that extra wing right now. It's not Romeo. He can give them some okay minutes, but you don't have that steady, consistent two-way wing. Like, you know, Semi gave you some minutes in that regard last year. Fournier came in later in the season and gave them something in that role. Richardson, I mean, I know he hit some threes out there today and had a good game overall, but is that going to be your guy, your 30-minute-a-night guy in a game like this? I'm still not so sure, especially well, he, since he doesn't yeah. bring wing size. He doesn't have, like, 6'7", 6'8", 6'9", size at that position like they've had in the past. No, not at all. Um, that's a problem, I think. Um, that's a problem Just like last sure. year, they're going to address it with the TP. We're going to start looking around, seeing, seeing who's out there in that regard. I don't know. I mean, is this the type of team that's going to need 30 and 30 from Jason and Jalen every single night in order to be competitive offensively? I don't know where else it's coming from at this point. Yeah, I don't know what where happened with Jalen. I don't know where Jalen go, Sherrod. Yeah. He was just was so that? quiet. Where did Jalen yeah. go after the 46? Well, look, I mean, you, you, first of all, you're coming out of COVID protocol. You dropped 46, and I'm not expecting you to drop 46 the next game. He missed a lot of shots that he made the, the other night, but – Again, law of averages says that he was going to have a game like this more likely than not. I mean, you look at his numbers tonight and you look at it, pack them together with what he did in New York, and he's off to a good start. But obviously, he's got to be more consistent. Tatum has to be more consistent, and they have to be more competitive. I mean, at some point, you can't just get out effort consistent. You got to play harder, and you know that. And the, the, the sad part is you have a coach who emphasizes that. That's all there was still, to this game, too. It was just effort. It was just well uh, fortitude. You could tell. You could tell that they're. Um, and again, this is a worry with this team dating back to last year. They definitely get discouraged when their shots aren't falling. Um, and rather than dig in on defense and say, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it up here," you know, it like they go in the other direction where they just get. Um, frustrated and then it affects them on both ends of the floor and then the next time down they just start chucking or they take poor quality shots instead that of work, that that in, instead of working harder they, that's the thing is like when faced with adversity like okay our shit's not dropping right now they kind of go in the other direction with it uh and that that's discourage that, that discourages yeah. them but more so is the calls and that's what drove me craziest about this that's, game uh, that's they made too. that they i thought that was the story of the third they missed the offensive or, you know, whatever you want to say about that call on Tatum on the offensive foul. He goes down the court three more times in a row, shoots one off the shot clock, staring at the ref, uh, going back, motioning at his hip. It's just all he's thinking about for three, four straight possessions after that are the calls. How he's getting treated by the officials in the lane, and they're just ignoring him in there. And it's what Emei said. If you're just complaining, playing and play out, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt in those spots. And I thought he may should have benched them immediately after that. If you were going to stay true to the rule, if you were going to do this thing to Grant Williams in the preseason, you have to do it to Jason Tatum in the first well, regular season I, game at home or it's useless. Going right back to our bold predictions from before the season, that was one of mine. And I really wrote that as much because I was curious to see if it happened rather than I was certain that it would because that was your, as I, you know, as I wrote, your rubber meets, meets the road moment. Like, you, you talk the talk, will you walk the walk? If you have a superstar who's chirping and getting uh, pissed off at the refs, do you pull them out? I still don't know whether or not part of that substitution had something to do with that or not, but um, but it was not a demonstrative thing. Uh, it wasn't a yank. It wasn't a whatever. So um, I don't know. I don't know. 
it's hard to, it's hard to say there but yeah again the the things that you you may talked about as a point of emphasis you've got things going sideways on him pretty quickly uh in the season so again that's why my number one concern here is really cutting the legs out from your coach you go out and you put another you know really bad performance you string a couple of these together early in early going um then people start to second guess him does he have control of the team does he know what he's doing what happens when the veterans start talking to each other and say this this style of defense isn't going to work for us he's not coaching us he's not you know what happens when the players start wondering whether or not he's he understands his personnel we've we were here we do we know what works this isn't working you know i i I don't know if that's going to happen or not but i definitely get worried about that with a brand new coach well, considering they're coming off a season when they were a 500 club, they're not in position to say anything because, <laughs> I mean, what you 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 reached the Mendoza line and now you think you're you're the shit? No, no. I mean, I, I think it's it's for them. And again, it's way too early for them to kind of go into that mode. But John, you're right. I mean, it, it is possible, particularly when you have a couple of games like this where one game you put off great effort and come up short, and then you come back follow that up with a lackluster game from an effort standpoint. All right, guys, we're going to get back to our conversation here. Uh, But first off, we want to tell everybody, of course, about our sponsor, uh, which is INSA. Uh, INSA. Yeah, which is uh, Massachusetts' premier cannabis dispensary. That's I-N-S-A, INSA. Uh, They're the premier dispensary because the founders Pat and Pete they re-engineered the cannabis model from what they sell to how they sell it while never forgetting anybody or everyone and making sure everybody who wants a yeah. piece of the action is included. Weed guy it's, move just always passing it down to the next guy. It's for everyone. It's for everyone. Yeah. Uh, Ince's dispensaries are inviting and modern. Come and learn more. The staff are authorities on the science of all of the growing, the technologies. They can answer every single question there. Uh, and so where do you go? You got a million of these things. Well, actually four. Uh, in Salem, <laughs> East Hampton, Close. Boston Delivery, two Springfield locations. One of them's here, the MGM Casino. What you do if you go, mention that the guys at the Garden Report said stop by and you get a sweet T-shirt for one penny. Okay, uh, we got like a hundred of them, uh, and they are. Deal. They're fun. They're sweet. I got one right here. Are you wearing? You wearing one? Shoot, in Insa. Okay, <laughs> I would like to get one. I'm gonna have yeah. to borrow one. Okay, repping. I'm repping it. But go, go check it out. Tell them the Garden Report sent you. Get the T-shirt uh, for a penny, and then who knows what else you might find. I've been there. Uh, meaning to go to MGM, so that's gonna be a nice little pit stop on the way. Yeah, and and here's the thing. Uh, they're local. Support your local uh, company. It's not a bunch of, it's not some friggin' tech bros coming from Silicon right. Valley. These guys grew up, they're buddies in Springfield. Uh, and so this oh, is a local cool. dispensary. It's not it's just guys cool. who are like, I'm going to go make money selling weed. Um, it's a right. local company. So go support it. Insight. It is our sponsor. <laughs> Tell them the garden report sent you. Get your t shirt and whatever else you desire. I heard this on the uh, radio earlier and it was pretty jarring. Since that OG shot in the bubble, I believe the team after this loss is now nine games under 500. I think that was what it was with the loss added in today. And it's pretty startling. You know, they were under 500 last year. They obviously lost two to four in that playoff series and now over two to start this year. Some things have changed. Players, a coach now. But some things have just remained the same, and that's really the story of this game for me is just how similar this looked to last year, the boos, the lack of urgency, and 
uh, just commitment to defense, the movement on offense that they couldn't find. It just looked exactly like one of the, the Spurs game where they're booing them into the locker room at halftime or you know one of the other million games where they went down by double digits early. The New York game wasn't like that. They set a good tone with the fast break. I thought they stayed true to that throughout much of that game. And then obviously they had a massive comeback late where they executed great and played awesome pressure defense. But that too had some degree of what we saw last year where they'd scramble back in the final minutes and try to do everything in the last two or three minutes of the fourth quarter. So just so many things that look like last year so far for me through two games. And well, the preseason looks so different. What's this team good at? That's a good question. Uh, it's not shot making. It's not rebounding. It's not transition defense. Wasn't half court defense in the New York game. I mean, two games. It's a, it's a legit question. Like, what are they good at? What are they good at? What's the identity? Like, what, this what, is what, the, can they, what can they? Put, what can they? What's their calling card? What's this? the calling card? What are they good at? And this was my thing with Brad's team last year, and this is why the similarities between the two are a little bit alarming to me. Um, and again, it's not full. It's not full panic button, but again, what you know, what was the calling card last year? I'm not really sure. I don't know what this team is. I don't know what their identity is supposed to be. If you are again, I think they play start going back to last year like a team that believes they have more talent than they actually do, as opposed to a team that recognizes we gotta we gotta play like dogs every single night. Front so runners. their like identity. Right. They play like front runners. And then this is why, again, I'm Bobby. I know you're saying the calls. I'm going back to the shots. I think this is a thing going back to last year. I know they get bummed with the refs, too, but I think they're part and parcel. I think they get frustrated so easily when stuff doesn't happen that they don't put in effort to fix the problem. They just go back. They go in the other direction. I thought that's and what so happened with Brown tonight. And they are front runners in that regard. And so that and that always kills you is great. It's it is fine and good when the shots that aren't hard to get, which is your jumpers, you know, from all over the place fall and you have a hot shooting night and you feel really good about yourself. That's great. But when it's not, what are you going to do to make up for it? And it seems like it nothing in this case and it, tonight, nothing. They just got frustrated and, and that's it. So if your your calling card has to be effort, uh, you've got to be. If you if you don't have the talent, your calling card has to be the effort, has to be defensive effort, has to be a nasty defensive identity. Because this was the worry with this team. They might not be that good at scoring, so they're going to have to play, you know, really, really, really gritty defense. I don't know. I, I I don't really know what it is right now. I don't know what this team is supposed to be. I don't know what they're supposed to be good at. You and know? contrast no, I that against – I think yeah. – Go I ahead. mean, going into the season, what do we say? They have to be a top-10 defense. I don't think we were exaggerating, right? If they want to be a team that actually has a shot to make it to the Utah Conference Finals or make a deep playoff run, they have to be a team that's that's known for their defense. And I think that they may have pieces for that, but they have to be fully committed. It's got to be from top to bottom, you know, whether we're talking the entire rotation or shit, just a starting five. I just feel like, look, the fact that the Toronto's got – the Toronto's – the Toronto Raptors, they got 100 attempts out there. I mean, I just don't think that this is that kind of team. But, again, when a team all, you know, is all in on the defense – these are the results you get, right? I mean, yeah, Scotty Barnes had 25, but normally, I mean, Van Fleet will put up 20 on a given night, but he he was cold tonight, you know? And, and you think about what think about what John just said in terms of overcoming deficiencies. Look at that Raptors roster. They don't have a great point guard. They don't have their main scorer in Siakam tonight. They don't have much of anything in the offense. And they made up for it with runouts. 
deflections, uh, just a large amount of energy Effort. on defense yeah. that yeah. turned into offense. So, and they built that into, what, 100 something points and an 83 point defensive. So, 40, 42 Let's, for 100 from the floor. Let's put it back on the stars here. And again, you're talking about leaders and you're talking about leading by example. You guys feel you got the effort you needed out of Tatum and Brown. Brown to me got frustrated because things weren't falling for him. I'm going to, you'll always give a little pass there because you don't know breathing and this and that, what's going on behind the scenes there. So I don't want to do yeah. it there, but I'm going to go Tatum again. Just was like, this game's not going our way and basically stopped playing in the second half. Um, I don't get that. You know, because he was he had some things going for him in the first half, and he was playing a fairly well-rounded game. He was playing decent defense. He uh, he made a couple of nice passes. Uh, you know, the shot was falling. It was you know he was scoring. He responded too after yeah. that after that missed call and really like dug in deep on a defensive play and blocked OG at the net. That was yeah. like the best defense I've seen him play maybe the last two years. And like after that, when other calls didn't go his way, that's when he got pulled from the game. But I am digging in on Brown, like. If you're not getting the looks early on, you just kind of fade out of the game and right, he just don't do much on either you end. You can't no, do he that. Does that all the time. Joe Sway <laughs> talks about that all the time. Yeah, Joe Sway talks about it. But Joe Sway, sometimes you talk about it like they forget about him. I, but I don't know whether he's just like I'm just going to stand here if they give me the ball, great, and if not, whatever. Like I don't know what happens. Well, why doesn't he find the ball I on defense? A, I, yeah, I think yeah. it's a little bit of both, honestly. Yeah, you know, and and there's instances where, well, at least this was last year. We saw it a couple of nights ago. Not so much tonight, but that's when you get that Marcus. Oh, you you want to be shy? Okay, I'm never shy, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's exactly what we usually see, and you know. Last a uh, couple games ago, a couple days ago, rather, you know, that was the markets we saw. You take the good with the bad, you know, and, and with that good was a shot that tied the game up and, and allowed it to go into double overtime. But, you know, to, to your point, what you said earlier, John, about the, do these guys have to put up 30 every single night? I mean, one of them has to, you know, well, who's I mean, the guy? Who's I think the, we knew that. Who's that guy on the team who's like, wait a second. I don't like the way this is going, and then puts their stamp on the game. Al like Horford, this. Al Horford did his best. But where is that? Like, did you? <laughs> did it? If again, I always use the example. Pretend you know nothing about this team, and you were watching them in the third quarter, and you've watched them for the first time ever. Could you tell watching them who the alpha was supposed to be? Who that team star is? Who's going to come out and be that guy to say? Give me the – get out of my way. Like, it, with other teams, I feel like you don't have that question. And I, having your stars drift in and out of, whether it's Tatum not taking a shot for the first 15 minutes of a game, which he does sometimes, uh, or Brown completely disappearing for this one, it's weird to have moments where your best players are not really doing anything, particularly at a time – It's my turn, every, your turn. When everything is falling yeah. apart around them, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. so weird. It's and, so and, and weird. No to commitment. Me. Yeah. No commitment on defense. You know, uh, I thought their approach in some in some of their possessions was 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 just off. I mean, what five turnovers from Brown, from Jalen, five turnovers from Tatum. You know, I don't want to say that it was one of those where he's just dribbling out of control. I just thought that in some instances Toronto was second guessing their their passing. You know, there was one pass where they they purposely trapped Smart to put him in a situation where he couldn't score from the baseline or get a clear pass off, and he he left his feet. You know. And he did that a couple of times. And, you know, that's just not the recipe, that, you know, for a team that, that's going to be this, this running gun, uh, fast break offense. That's what's going to kill you if you're not one of those, those defensive juggernauts in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. They got to find 
they got to find like, you, you, I mean, you need a butler. <laughs> you need a, you need somebody. I, think, I don't know. You need, be, you need just, too, yeah, you, you need, just, you need someone. Save, but I think Toronto's one of the best gonna... defenses in the East. I mean, they, they look really good on defense. They look really John, good. This, this can either be a good thing or a bad thing, but they're going to need so much Horford this year. And he wasn't able to do it today because he was on a minutes limit. Yeah. But when he got out there and set some tones on defense and threw those outlet passes, those were the only times the Celtics showed life in this one. And he blocked six shots in like three quarters, uh, made a bunch of great passes, got on the boards. He was the best Celtic out there tonight. And they're going to have to empower him as a point guard often, I believe. They're going to have to play in that oh, center. Bobby. Are we ton. there? Yes, no, I mean, this, are, are we at the Al Horford is our point guard portion of the wow. season? The, I, I in terms of what they, in terms of what they need as a team right now, like he provides so much, and you just hope he's going to be able to <laughs> look what you've done. Look, look what you did to look, Sherrod. Look what you're doing to Sherrod. <laughs> exactly. Hey, the tape speaks for itself tonight. 11, 11, uh, six blocks in this game. Yeah, he looks he like was 2016, 2017 now. Who's got a bigger agenda, me with Rob or Bobby with with Horford? Hey. Bobby with Horford. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I, I, there's no hesitation, as you can tell, in, in my opinion on that. One. Um, I, I I love what what Al did tonight, and and I think it's going to be something they're going to need. But the idea of him being more and more and more of a facilitator in the transition game. Uh, bothers me because I think from time to time it's a good thing but if I'm relying on him to kind of be my an offensive initiator we got problems we got big I'm problems also, because, I'm also because not, that's not where I think he can be most impactful offensively I like him in a half court set where he's got the ball in a block forcing the defense to adjust to what he's going to do because he can either score or he can pass but when I have when I'm asking him to bring the ball down play half court point guard Al, Al isn't built for that anymore. He can't do that for like 25, 30, 35 minutes. That's the problem. And, 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 it's, and it's not fair to him to ask him yeah. to do that. He brings, uh, what they, he brings what they need, but he's not at the point in his career where he can do that at the scale that they need it's, it right I, now. I love when Al will take like a 90-second spurt where he'll grab a rebound, he'll go coast to coast, he'll get an and one, he'll come back, he'll force a turnover. And then next thing you know, you just want to like a little six, seven spurt and that's look, I'm good. Go so let's uh, do out. let's let's compare that too to Rob, and you'll like this, John, because Rob. And by the way, we, we I don't know if you guys talked about Rob before I came on, but the athleticism was real tonight. Oh, he was so there good was, again. There, there was back. It was back, John. No, guys, got it's at about six, sixty-five to seventy percent. It's not even close. I don't John, think we you guys remember. Is it you do to say not that remember what he looked like last year, guys. I do. He looks he, like that, a smarter player. Now. I that, no, look, I, it's not that smarter player. Smarter player means it's still in reserve if you need it. I went back and I looked and I freeze frame that alley oop where everyone is like the one that almost dunked it, and everyone's like, "Oh, that would have been amazing." And I looked where he was. Okay, we have video evidence of Robert Williams' head above the rim last year. Okay, he went up for that one, and he was this far. His head was this far below the rim. He wasn't even close. He's literally a foot less on his vertical right now. It is not even close. He had moments. He's not not jumping at all. He he had another one where he he 
from a standing position, he cannot get off the ground yet, guys. He still can't do it. He had another one where he rim rattled the dunk, you know, and he couldn't get it up and over. That it's not. It's uh, he had a couple of moments. That was that a momentum better. killer when that happened. There were a couple of moments that were better, but like I said, I went back to look. I was like, where was he on that? He wasn't even close. It looked big because his arm was back here. His head was this far below the rim. Last year, he was up and over on those things. I mean, like I tweeted it. They threw that to la they threw that lob to rat last season's Rob, and he did, and he didn't get it. La last season's Rob throws that thing down with his teeth. Yeah, but last anyway. season, Rob probably got four fouls in the first eight minutes he's on the court, too. Which is fine, but th here's the thing. I, this is the conversation you have a lot of times, Sherrod. You hear people say it when a, when a pitcher loses his velocity, and they're like, you don't need 98. Sure, if you're mm. awesome at everything else, maybe not. But 98 friggin' helps. Rob's not throwing 98 right now. The rest of his game isn't refined enough to completely make up for that. He needs both elements. He needs to play smart, do his crafty things. He's still got phenomenal hands. He had that nice little catch alley-oop. You know, he's still quick hands around the rim and getting those rebounds he's just not explosive yet right now it's still not the same it's a little here's better but I, he's not all the way back well, I, guess a I, I agree he's not all the way back but i do like the fact that when you look at where he was in the preseason you look at the first game you look at the second game he is trending in that direction he's, he's active yet, but yeah. he, he's looking more like that uber athletic rob that we've seen before he may not get there at all this season but at least at this point He's trending in that direction, which to me is what I—that's what I want to see. I look. I said yeah. I want to see it more than anything. This is my guy, and I really What's believe that. Like, I—I I really believe that Rob getting uh, 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 that next level was the key to this year's team because they don't. I and again, you know, we talked about this a lot, but I really do think the talent drop from one to two down to your third best player is enormous now. You know, without Kemba and without Fournier, that talent drop is really big. You are, yeah. for real, you are well, Who falling. is your number three? I mean, who That's is the that point third is, best? You are falling to to guys who actually might Probably be sixth men. They might be sixth men on a lot of teams, on good teams. Almost everybody outside of the Jays is potentially a sixth man on a lot of other teams, unless it's Rob. And unless it's Rob making a leap with his athleticism and the way his game was trending last year while cleaning up some of the other finer points. Rob is the only one that could have approached all-star status on that team. Everyone else is basically a sixth man. So it is a huge gulf. And that's the problem. And I think that's the biggest problem with this team right now. It's, it's that talent gulf between the top two players and everyone else is pretty wide. Yes, it's not semi-ojale, so you're a little bit better there, you're, you know, in terms of who's eating minutes. But it's, again, Fournier and Kemba Depending are, on the night. are way more talented. Kemba, again, he's limited, but they're still way more talented and able to score on their own than anybody they have on this team right now. Way more so. They're not perfect players, but you've – you have a huge gap, particularly on the offensive end on this team between the top two and everybody else. Huge gap, and that's a problem. Well, I think the gap that exists between those players is what we, we kind of just talked about with Horford in terms of the minute load that these guys can take on, the responsibility load that these guys can take on at the highest level. I think everything Sherrod said about Horford in that, in that regard is true, but can they ask all this out of Rob night in and night out, like throwing seven lobs to him a night? Did you see that steal he made along the sideline where they just threw it right up to him after and he just smacked his back off the ground, missing it, and... Uh, you know, Horford had to clean it up right after. What they're asking out of Rob, you know, 45 minutes on opening night, a ton of, of things on both ends of the floor, and this one, especially all those alley oops. 
this concern there, I think, too, in some regard that, you know, on a team that doesn't have much three-point sh shooting, perimeter spacing, that they're going to be, you know, funneling too many half-court opportunities Rob's way and putting them in danger going up seven to ten times a game. If that's all they're going to ask them to do. It's yeah, a concern yeah. for me. Yeah. Because they don't I, have center depth. Like, we're finding that out quickly here. With Horford Limited, Rob playing, you know, his usual 28 to 30 that I think we're going to see from him. They were playing Grant. Grant some, they were playing Grant at center yeah. some. And yeah, I know. But not want to look at Cantor at all. Yeah, but I know they pulled well, Grant also, pretty quick because athletically yeah. he couldn't keep up with who was on the floor and tonight. he may still does not trust uh, Aaron Eastman. So never You're mind gonna, him trying to put him at the four. No trust in Eastmith. No trust in Cantor. Never mind the deeper guys on the bench uh, that have just been nowhere to be seen. Hernan Gomez, Fernando, I, Parker. I think, I think Hernan Gomez is going to get a run here at some point. I mean, because he's able to the floor a bit. With outside no, he touch. might He might have yeah. to. I mean, that's, a, that's an option I wouldn't be, be shocked to see. He may go, you know, with, you know when they get back on the he's road got some edge. in the next week. He's got some edge and physicality, too, which might be. I want to see more. I, he's peak, he's peak I told Jimmy this, by the more. way. I told Jimmy I thought the worst prediction anybody made was him saying that Neesmith was going to distance himself from the kids. I think he's going backwards a little bit. That was so the, bad. Because of, yeah. of, yeah. tr of the trust issue. I'm giving it to I, – You guys still, think I have the worst takes. I thought yeah. that was a bad one. Oh, man, Bobby. Yo, you got to tell him that when he comes back. <laughs> Bobby said yeah, that. I couldn't right. believe that one. I couldn't believe that so one Jimmy's, either when Jimmy's, I read it. Jimmy's I still believe in Pritchard. It's just going to take some time. Uh, I believe in Romeo. Yeah, well. I'm with you. I don't know what happened to Romeo today. I don't know why he got so tentative. It's like he'd get to a spot or he was in the paint or he'd have the ball. He's moving the too slow and they're flying and around him like sharks. And he was like, what am I supposed to do now? And he stopped um, yeah. a ton. Just play, man. Just go. He, he, yeah, he, he looked yeah. like he was thinking way more than we've seen. The way past much. Especially because his first shot, he hit point. that three in a corner. You know, he hit that deep three. But and I was anytime he got around people in a in a crowded area, he got he, like he, he didn't know what literally to do. got paralyzed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're. I don't know what that was. Not that was. Just, that was. I, I. I'm with you though, Sherrod. I think he's. I think it's you know, Toronto guys. I really do. I think this is a really good defensive team. But that doesn't don't get me wrong. Doesn't excuse the Celtics for their effort tonight. But at yeah, the same they time, held the I mean, Wizards. It makes you good too. It makes you think. You know if. Top five defense. I'm not calling it top five defense, but for example, right? If a top five defense comes into TD Garden, I mean, regardless of how they're playing, it's going to be a close game, a tight game, right? Against the Celtics, and you, you're going to start to look at guys like Tatum and Brown. If one of them has an off night, who's stepping up? Who's going to yeah. take those shots? Who can put the ball more and and create? You know, and it's it's very it's slim picking. <laughs> you know, I, know. I, I look like at Dennis Schroeder. I like seeing John just put the ball in the floor. I'm just like, well, maybe he can somewhat evolve in, into a, a more, more of a secondary score. I, I, yeah, I, I'm looking at Schroeder in that regard. Hasn't he been underwhelming? almost ejected himself. He did. <laughs> He's still trying to do it. <laughs> Get him out of here. He's kicking himself out of the club. Out, out of the club. All right, we're going to wrap it up tonight. Guys, any final thoughts here? Yeah, no, I was just, just gonna, better. Go ahead, Bobby. I was just going to hit on Schroeder. So underwhelming through two games. Can impact the game with his shooting. He does get into the thick of the defense, but he doesn't distribute great from there. No, he's but he's not takes really it, this. He, he tries to take really it to the basket. that they need right now. Yeah, you know, he, he gives you a little something in scoring off the bench, but they need a lot more than what he's given right now. Just because they don't have much scoring on this team, and 
on the second unit and outside of the Jays, as we talk about. No, uh, he's, not he's at all. You don't have, you don't have it on the first unit. Forget the second unit. Right. You know what I mean? You're, you are, again, it, the, the, the scoring depth on this team ends at two. You know, it is that it is. It's it's a real concern, and which means again you have to be moving the ball like crazy, working for shots. Work, 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 work. Swing it, swing it, swing it. Move it, move it, move it, and playing great defense every single night to be successful. You cannot have my turn, your turn, ISO ball. You know, disjointed offense situation and half-ass defense. You can't. You think double big's gonna last, John? I've never thought it's going to last. I would put – I just don't see it. You, I, I, you know what, though? I, the, the, to me, the, the double bigs hasn't bothered me more than the overall lack of effort. I mean, that's really what we're talking about. I mean, it, yeah. to forget about scoring and, and rebounding and boxing out and all that crap. Play hard. That's what this is coming down to. Play harder because if you think you're playing hard now, you're only fooling yourself. I'm just thinking in terms of – adjusting the rotations maybe you don't try to balance the two units as much maybe you just pair the best five guys who can go together that means putting schroeder next to smart in the starting lineup you have to find five guys who play hard together you do have to figure it out whatever it is two or three here two or three there and it's like you need to you need to mash those together and get the guys that give you great effort i mean tonight was a night with josh richardson i thought was really good when he was in there uh he scored he was four for four on threes but he was also attacking uh, offensively, which kind of opened things up and loosened up that Toronto defense a little bit. Yeah. You need to have guys who are going to not wait around for the moment and create the moment instead. Jason Tatum is still, has still not talked to the media, by the way. Uh, good. Anyway. Right on time. I uh, Josue, right fin- on. Josue, we're going to wrap. Final thoughts? Uh, well, I was going to ask you, is that going to be a new thing? You were saying that you, you, are you trying to say that that's like a, a diva attitude or something? Like, what do you what do you mean when you see these things? We've seen it. We've seen it with players <laughs> in the past. It is what it yeah. is. We've I like Sherrod it. and I. How many locker rooms have we waited in for KG or Rondo? Or well, you know, guys? I got Paul Pierce is in the building tonight. So <laughs> yeah, Pierce. That's how you. That's how you know you're a superstar, right? When you, when you wait. Hey, there's a, a decent chance tonight. I hop on that bus with the Raptors and. Go cover that team for the rest of the year. Where's our girl? Is it Annie? Where's Annie? Annie, take Bobby. <laughs> take Bobby. By <laughs> decent chance, Bobby's putting this, in requests right now. This so. looks like a more fun team to cover. They are. The Knicks look I'm fun, trying, too. I'm trying to, I'm trying to grow your fan base up north. All right, Bobby. Easy. I have. Yeah, I have. I have no, this team's a real deal, though. They're really good defensive team. Well, it's yeah, really the length and, and, it's, and the fact that they got a lot of guys who have played together. So. They've got that connectivity. Whereas the Celtics, you've got a lot of guys who are still trying to learn how to play together, and they're trying to play a different brand of defense where you're switching everything. Whereas you know they're used to not playing that type of defense. They, they should have just they should have destroyed the Raptors. The Raptors are young. Yeah. They don't have their point guys. They're veterans. They're ones who are going to hold it down out there. They just they got out scrapped by a couple of young guys who are playing really hard. That was pretty freaking bad. Pretty bad. Yeah. All right, um, guys, we are going to kill it. We're going to wrap it. I think. Um, yeah, and, uh, my final thought is go, 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 go. No, thing. it's my fault. I was procrastinating. Um, so I think obviously this rotation is not set yet. You know, I wouldn't be shocked if you see a little, a little experiment anymore, whether that means her and go. I want to see Bruno. Minutes, so. Yeah, I mean, Bruno I'd like to see Bruno well. come in there like a bull in a china shop. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm gonna I'm buying some Bruno stock tonight. Tonight, 
Yeah, I mean, part of that the front court got a that decision. That has, we have to address this front court, you know, and, and I think that's uh, tinkering with the with the rotation and the back court and the mid court. You're going up a team. Uh, you're going up against. <laughs> And the the whole and the, <laughs> you're going up against the, the team on Sunday. You're going and, against and, the you know, team. You know, with, that, uh, that, that new head coach, we'll keep an eye on you, all right? You're going up you against the my... team on Sunday in Houston that you're going to be able to throw some digs out there, too, on because they got two guys on the floor, Wood, Shangoon, who they're going to be doing a lot through their bigs. So Celtics can try to experiment with some of their so big guys. So I want to see that. I yeah. like what I like what Joe Sway said. I want to see Wancho. I want to see Bruno. I want to see guys come in there and friggin' muck it up a little bit. I want some toughness. Yeah, I want some guys. Yeah, I want some guys who are going to play, you know, play a little. I care less if Bruno picks up three fouls in 30 seconds. You know what? I don't care. Just go be a friggin' Play animal hard. for a little I want to see be that bull in the shop if it has to come to that. I, I want to see Wancho and, and, and Al together. Let's see what that looks like. You know, maybe, you know, like, that's the type of uh, mixing and experimenting I, I think could bode well for this team, especially because they do have a, you know, a bit of a relationship. They have a connection outside of uh, Boston, and for them to come back on this team, and, of course, you know, you look at someone like um, – like Schroeder, right? Like, and I was concerned about this in preseason. This holding the ball for too long, dribbling around. Like when he's scoring and being productive, it looks good. But when you get this Schroeder, it makes me wonder if he's completely in on trying to involve everyone into the offense. Again, he seems indecisive. Yeah, he seems indecisive. Exactly. Nobody knows what they're game, supposed to be doing right, right now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you know those those type of veterans. Like we were we were talking about big because of that. That's what this team was missing last year. Guys like. Alex, but, Al yeah, and he's having too many flashbacks no to when him and Al were in Atlanta because that damn lob to Al yeah. don't do it. Stop that. Stop that. Al's not yeah. the dude. He got the chemistry ago, there. And <laughs> yeah, if, you got, right. if you got Pritchard and Rob coming off the bench, there's some chemistry there too. You got to mix and match some different ways now. Like that, I, I think the two lineups they have going now are a bit too disjointed. You got Schroeder and Richardson in the backcourt off the bench who neither of them can shoot, neither are great creators. Uh, there's just. I, 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 you might be right, John. This double big just might not last because they don't have things behind them. They can't shuffle guys. That in. was always my issue. Is there's nowhere to go after that. You're, you're, you're in no man's land. Grant, I'm sorry, it doesn't work as your primary big, especially against at 100. percent Didn't we think Grant was gonna have zero minutes? At big, look, no, it's just he can't be your first guy off the bat. It messes with your rotations badly when you when you don't have a big that you can rely on coming in off that bench on that bench unit. It's a real mess. They don't have the depth. Um, but right now, you're right. They they got problems. We knew there'd be growing pains in terms of who does what, which combos work together. Emay's defense, different system, different style. Absolutely. You'd expect that. So you'd expect more games like you had on night one than night two. I didn't expect this at all. I'm definitely very alarmed. We'll see what happens on the next game. Um, but like I said, you start to string a couple of these together. Um, you've got some real questions about the team. So we'll see. Um Again, we are gonna wrap it because uh, you know the bull gang is uh, you know wants its pound of flesh out there, and these guys are under attack. Um, so Bobby hey, just I can go downstairs. Bobby just go downstairs right now and be right on time for Tatum. 
Bobby Josue, if you guys want to jump in on Tatum uh, and do whatever it is you want to do. Sherrod, again, thank you for joining everybody at home as well. Thanks for hanging out. We're back on Sunday. I will be out. I think the rest of the crew will be in. Uh, I've got some Patriots responsibilities, but also make sure check us out over uh, at uh, our Patriots YouTube channel as well uh, for all of that coverage. Also, Red Sox fighting for their playoff lives. We do have uh a uh you know red sox youtube channel we have our content there if you haven't already please subscribe we are oh so close to a thousand uh subscribers right now and we'd really love to hit that mark before the playoffs end and the playoffs could be over in like 15 minutes so run up (laughs) red Red sox clubhouse stop huh damn it john yeah no i mean they're they're down to a few outs man it's close it's uh, we're running out of time. We're running out of time. So head on over there and uh, subscribe to that channel as well. Of course, you know, follow Bobby Manning and all of his uh, musings over at CLNS Media. Josue Pavone for Heavy.com. Gerard Blakely, Full Court Press um, and Bleacher Report uh, uh, as well. So make sure you uh, subscribe. subscribe to Full Court Press. Yep. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Gerard, what's the website again? There we go. Fullcourtpress.bulletin.com. Yeah. It, up now, I should talk to Danny Ainge for a little bit before the game today, and, and that's up there as well as some other uh, musings from tonight. Good. You know what's funny is Joe Sway's Wi-Fi messing up over and over again somehow turned all of your names into Joe Sway. I just noticed it. It's probably well, all the coming back. I, I know you kept coming I th- back. I thought and it was you just renamed everybody Josue. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're gonna wrap it's it up. Guys. We're just, yeah, follow just, Joe Sway. Nothing wrong with that. At Joe right. underscore Sway. Good night, all. Guys. Thank you. Give him a follow. Thank you.